Hi there, it's Angeline Fisher here from English Breakfast. Today's guest is Hazina Azizi, an Afghan women's rights activist, who not only in this program tells us of her harrowing journey to finally come to Germany, but also about new restrictions on women in particular since Taliban's rule. Stay tuned to hear more from Hazina Azizi. Hazina Azizi Baluch, welcome to English Breakfast. Thank you so much for giving me this opportunity. We're certainly happy that you can join us today. You are originally from Afghanistan, and I know that in your family, education is really important. Maybe you can start off with telling us a bit about your education and maybe some of the obstacles that were put in your way in terms of gaining that education. I am from Nimruz province of Afghanistan. As you said, I graduated from Bangalore University in India for business administration. After returning back to my country, Afghanistan, I have worked for many years with non-profit organization, IOM and United Nations. During my career and education journey, I have always been a woman rights and equality activist. I have the honor of being member of Women Core Group in Afghanistan for Peace. Tell us a little more about the role that you had when you were doing your activism work within Afghanistan. Okay, as I said, I was a, a member of Women Core Group for Peace in Afghanistan, where we had many programs regarding peace process in Afghanistan. When uh, the peace talk was going on in Doha, so we had many meetings with authorities to talk more about the role of uh, women in peace program. Uh, because mm-hmm. as you are in picture, uh, that time uh, only men was there um, on table of speaking for peace progress. But no woman was there, except two women from the Afghanistan government side. So we had tried many times to encourage them to let women also be included in this peace talk. Okay. I also had one trip to Sri Lanka. We had a group of women. So that was an exchange program. So we could get idea from women in Sri Lanka what they did during the war in their country, what they did. So we could learn from them to be more successful when we are doing our activities in Afghanistan. Oh, okay, that's really great. It's really important that we share information about success stories so that we can remodel it. What has been your own situation? So you started off in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. You know, what was the migration of your family? When I was small, like kids, when the Taliban came in Afghanistan, like before, not this time. So my family had to move to another country because the situation was the same which is now in that mm-hmm. time also like women and girls had deprived from the basic rights. About 30 years ago, Uh, mm-hmm. So I was too small, like one year. I don't remember okay. that time because to having a better life or safe life. So my parents had to uh, migrate to Iran. So uh, we were there and uh, we continue, uh, We did our schooling there. Uh, so uh, like uh, 20 years ago when uh, Taliban uh, government collapsed and the new government came to Afghanistan. So uh, we could come again in Afghanistan. Uh, so we um, continued our education uh, in Afghanistan. What was that move like for you? Did you have other relatives that were there? Were you happy to go back? Actually, in that time, most of people, because of their children's education, because of having better job or having a secure place, they moved to different countries like Iran or Pakistan, neighboring countries. So our other family members as well in Iran, but after the, this revolution, and coming new government, most of us traveled back to Afghanistan because our parents like were educated people, so they could not get a good job in Iran and they start their new job with Afghanistan government in Afghanistan. Okay. So uh, we had our own house. But in that time, the education was not good in Afghanistan because uh, for many years, they destroyed the schools. Many like teachers uh, moved to another country. So there was no enough teacher in the schools or no much educated uh, teacher in the schools. But 
we could continue there with so much difficulties, but we could continue there. So I have studied advisory also in uh, Nimroz for some years. I have worked there in some remote area also uh, where people and women are not able to get uh, health care. in remote areas. Oh, yeah. Okay. So after like some years working some years with my hard work I could get the opportunity of scholarship to India but that also with so much difficulties I could go there because I am from a tribe like Baluch or from a province where it's very far in Afghanistan and people are not letting girls to go outside for education it's i can say in my city um in my family i was the first girl who could cross the barriers and yeah. go outside of a country for education congratulations thank you <laughs> i'm glad that you crossed that barrier or else you wouldn't be here with us today i'm sure Yeah, thank you so much. Actually to be like a strong girls or women that also in Afghanistan that is not a easy things. We should bear so much difficulties, we should cross so much difficulties so uh, uh, to be able to do some things good. So that was a starting for me but uh, I could do it. So your parents when they returned back they had the opportunity to work for the new found government there. Yeah. And then uh you got your ed- some of your education and then you got a scholarship to go abroad. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah okay, no. Then what what happened from there? After coming back in Afghanistan, I came with a different mentality. So when I was there in India I have gained many experience um I have gained new knowledge new experience I have met many people so uh, so when I came in Afghanistan I came completely with different mentality different um like ideas yeah it broadens uh, your horizons for sure yeah so I was not the person who was before in Afghanistan mm-hmm. in a like very small city with so many difficulties like women are living in that area so I was completely a different person So when I came I decided to be a woman activist because I was from that place and I knew which difficulties women are facing there like exactly they are not living properly because mm-hmm. it's like just a culture women should stay at home they should be a housewife they should do their work in home they are not allowed to proper education or work outside they just should be stay at home and raise their children that's it for women there so when i came i started working with iom in nimroz so i can say i was a shoulder for my father or my parents there so i could show other people in my province or in my locality that when they let a woman be strong or get educated a woman even can be stronger than a man i was stronger than any other man like some other men in my province i was running a family i was helping my father my brothers to get educated in uh, in india so i was supporting him So besides uh, my working with uh, uh, like in office I established an uh, I established a vocational training center uh, where provided the, the carpet wave and tailoring skills for women some women were used to work there in my small um, industry and they also could earn for their family and I think that this is a, a really important point and this is what the research has also shown is that if you invest in women you don't only invest in women you invest in families you invest in children you have a chance also if let's say the husband or the father gets sick to support that family so it's not just good for the woman it's really good for the whole of society yeah. educating women and i think that this is something that maybe people don't see in the first moment yeah when they think of oh what is it going to mean for our family educating the children and educating girls as well because often the boys will be sent out and the women will be 
at home, the girls would be at home taking care of things, right? And so, of course, it's a loss for the household when that child goes away. It can be a much more of an investment in the end than、um, investing in boys in some ways. Not that boys should be invested <laughs> in, but that's a, a really important picture that you show in a practical example. Getting an education and broadening your horizon、mm-hmm. let you invest in your community where you were living. And in the family as well. So wonderful, wonderful story. And you took that forward, investing in other women through that project. Tell us a bit more about it. When I was working, I could see other women also how they're struggling, and I was earning money. So I decided they don't have enough education to do some work. They don't have ability, or so I decided to like to establish a small industry、uh, where I could give job opportunity to other needy women, and also. Improve like、uh, Baluchi or handmade products of Afghan women to the、uh, national and international markets. You know, like as I said, I'm from a Baluchi tribe, where in my province most of women, even those staying at home and housewife, they know how to stitch hand products. They know how to prepare or stitch the Baluchi products or Baluchi dress. We have some special Baluchi dress. Ah,、oh, okay. That is handmade.、Mm, so I was thinking when I create this, I can give other needy women also a job opportunity. They also can earn and run their family. So I can improve these products to the national market also. But unfortunately, after some months when I started, I did self funding. I think about five or six months I was running that industry also, but when Taliban came, so unfortunately that was closed, that got closed, and I couldn't like run it anymore.、Mm. Oh, that's really unfortunate because they're such beautiful objects. I can imagine that people really do want to get away from in the industrial world, fast fashion more,、mm-hmm. and I think that there is. In some communities, let's say, a real respect for the handmade objects, and they are quite beautiful. Yeah, exactly. And we had many customers for that also, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but unfortunately,、yeah. we couldn't do it anymore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Since then, what have been some of the developments? So you went back, and then you, you know, you were obviously contributing、mm-hmm. to your family, and you started this startup. Then the Taliban came. What did that bring about for you? You mentioned okay, it stopped your business. How did that? What happened? Nimroz was the first city or first province when it collapsed in Afghanistan. Uh, like um, uh, one month before the collapse,、uh, the talks was going、uh, between people in the city. The Taliban got the control of some districts in Nimroz, so they were near to city. So we closed the place. Some of people they、uh, traveled to another provinces or another countries because they knew might、uh, this Taliban come inside the city.、Um, When the Taliban took the control of city, also I still remember I, that was very bad memory for me. Yeah.、Uh, in that day, I was in my workplace. I was sitting. I heard in、uh, WhatsApp the click、um, photo of Taliban when they came inside the city, and、uh, governor left the city and went to、uh, <gasps> okay. some、uh, some some another place. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it was very scary for us. So I was thinking in just a minute, what should we do? Where Should we go?、Mm-hmm. Uh, like we, as an educated、uh, woman, we are at high risk here because、mm-hmm. you know Taliban are against women, especially who were educated and who were activists. Because you, you know, we were fighting for women rights.、Uh, like I was a well-known people in、uh, my province. Right, everyone knew me.、Mm-hmm. So it, that was. Very bad moment. So I was thinking, oh my God, that everything is collapsed. It's not only our city, all our hopes. What we should do next? Where we should go? Where、all、we should hide ourselves? Yeah, yeah.、Mm-hmm. So everything came just a minute in mind. So our education it went zero. What we are having, what we have built, how we have grown here, everything it becomes zero now. What we should do next? Where we can stay to save our life? Yeah. 
when I went home, many women who was well-known women in the city, because, uh, you know, Nimrud City was a very small city. Every people knew each other. Mm-hmm. So they tried to go to someone else's house to hide themselves. Or uh, some people could go to Herat, where was the nearest city they could hide themselves in that city because they should not be recognized when Taliban came. So in that night, I have very bad memories, like bomb blast also happened in the city. I don't know that was a fight between government and Taliban. They put some bomb where the Taliban gathered to the, uh, together. That was first time I had seen or I had heard the bomb last sound also mm. we thought for next bomb also come we die we also die everything will be done so you don't know how tough was that night we passed in Nimroz wow yeah of course very intense just not knowing really where to go where to hide what to do what to at do, the yeah. first moment and as you said all at once your hopes being dashed What was your next plan, Your the next step? What strategy? Uh, that night, uh, since the Nimrud was the border of Iran, in that night, uh, for hours, the Iran border got open. That was very strict, but they uh, opened the border. And some uh, government people like police or other authorities, they crossed the border and went to Iran. In that time, some people also tried to go that side yeah. to find a safe place. Sure. Sure. So, but that happened for a very short time, like for two, three hours. Some people fortunately could go that side and save their life. But some family, like their half went and their half remained in oh, Nimrud. Yeah, that yeah, was very yeah. difficult. Next day, me and my parents, half family members, we tried to go to Herat. My mom and my one sister in that night went to Iran. And me, my father and other sister left in, Af- in Zaranj, in Nimroz. Uh, we uh, went with uh, our car uh, in Herat, where it's like six, seven hours far from Nimroz. And there still was the, under the control of government. Only Nimroz was yeah, collapsed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we could go uh, in Herat and find some safe place for us. But, you know, after uh, one week staying in Herat, Herat also collapsed. In that time, so after two days, Herat collapsed, the whole Afghanistan, the Kabul also collapsed. Our president, Ashraf Ghani, just fled Afghanistan to another country. So, another sign. Yeah. The Taliban easily got the control of the country. So they become the owner of country. Right. All Afghanistan collapsed. All the peoples, all the nations' hopes collapsed. You don't know, very difficult time. Everything lost. Afghanistan collapsed. So this is like same same time how before when Taliban came, right. the same situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So now also everything is collapsed. So we don't know what will be next. Everyone used to tell that. And then where did you go from there? After that, the situation a bit changed. Like U.S. forces came in Kabul airport. And right, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah. with their uh, big airplanes. So they take the people who work for them or mm-hmm. who remained in Afghanistan from mm-hmm. them. So, But in that time, it was too rush in airport. You may see in the time in uh, the it news. Was risky, yeah. yeah, all the people in Kabul or other province used to come in Kabul and rush toward airport. Because they were so scared. Now Taliban came. We don't have a good life. We lost our everything. But at least we may be able to save ourselves. So they used to go to the airport around there and find some way to go inside the airport to get the airplane. Some people got the chance to enter and go to other countries, like especially America. But that process was for 15 days. So I also, with the help of my international friend who was working in UN, she told me she can help me to leave Afghanistan because Afghanistan is not a safe place for us. So I went to Kabul and I was waiting for the flight. Thank goodness for your your activism work actually yeah. helped you in in that sense in, in that, that sense. you had friendships with people in the UN yeah, that exactly. were able to to help you in some way. But uh, I was there alone. Yeah. My whole family went in Iran. My father was not able to come. Okay. So I just 
could go with my friends to Kabul, someplace hide myself in my friend's house. That was very difficult time. So I was waiting when my friend is calling and we should go to our airport uh, when the plane is ready and we can go. But unfortunately, because of the rush and bad situation, you know, one bomb blast also happened in airport. Many people died there. Yeah. So we couldn't get to the airport, unfortunately. And after 15 days, the airport also closed, Close, like yeah. the flights stopped. It was very bad night for me that I was with my friend in Kabul. So I said, now we don't have any other chance to get out of this country. Yeah, it was a really small window yeah. that they allowed that the Taliban and the U.S. government, I guess, somehow Yeah, they said, had okay. some contract. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so we thought, we cried too much. Now this is over. All the borders were closed. Like there was no other flights. There was no embassy to get visa and go to other countries. So we thought, okay, all doors are closed and we have to stay in Afghanistan. What will happen next? When we will get targeted or what's happening? All the embassies were closed. All embassies, yeah, Yeah. closed. Uh, But uh, fortunately, after two days, my colleague again just texted me and said, we have another chance. Charter flights are going on from Mazar-e-Sharif, another city of Afghanistan. And was your friend living in Afghanistan or was she abroad? Mm -hmm. she was in Europa. She told me we are arranging women only who were activists and at high risk in Afghanistan. So I was in that list. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So with so much difficulties, I could that day I could go to Mazar Shari, where it was like 10 hours far from Kabul. There was charter flights going on and we supposed to leave from Mazar next day. But when I arrived to Mazar and one night stayed there, the Taliban didn't allow the flights to take off. It's just such a it's, real drama up yeah. and down and up and down. And, and yeah, yeah, they didn't allow. So I was there for near 20 days staying in Mazar and hiding. Like it was very difficult. Yeah. Like I was alone also. I was too scared. We had one guest house that my friend gave me the address so in that guest house many family was living there there was some other guest house house I think around some two three thousand people was waiting for charter flight in Mazar to take off from there I still remember every day we were waiting when they're calling when they're allowing the flights to take off and we can go so in one night uh, Taliban came in our guest house <gasps> So oh, it's very close. Yeah, call. it was uh, very scary because I was alone there. But uh, fortunately, I was with, in the room with another family members. They were from another city like Kandahar. Men were in another building. We women was in another building. But I was with that family member. Uh, so when Taliban came, they went to Maine and they took all their phone and they closed the door of guest house. That night, we didn't eat also because we didn't have anything to eat. They just closed and they didn't allow anyone to go outside. We had one uh, person who was responsible for food and everything for us. They took him, they took him with themselves somewhere else. So they took phone and everything. So I just texted my friend. I said, who was here in, in Urupa? So I said, Taliban came in our guest house. So I'm just turning off my phone and hiding my phone. So I don't know what will happen, but we are in a very bad situation. So I hide my laptop because I just took my laptop and some documents and phone. Nothing else I could take with myself. Right. So I just hide my laptop and my phone. My friend said, you should delete everything from your phone so I was too scared I deleted all like numbers photos documents I had in my phone I just deleted and turned it off and kept it Mm -hmm. away Mm, so I still remember when they came their face are scary you can't even see them when you see them you will get scared that much they're different people. So when they came, they were talking another language, Pashto, which I don't know Pashto, but another family, I was with them, they knew Pashto. So one old woman also was there in our room. So they asked her, how many members are you? She was there with her daughter-in-law, with her nieces. Um, so she said, she's my daughter-in-law. And she told me she's my daughter. She didn't tell, she said, she's my daughter. I just covered my face like they should 
not see properly. So they asked her, where are you going? So she said, we are just going like my son is not here. My son is in another country. We want to go to join our son. That Talib told her, uh, ah, we know you are going to USA. You are going to non-Muslim country. You people are getting non-Muslim when you are going there. You know why you are leaving your country. Now, fortunately, we came in and took the control of Afghanistan. It means Islam came in Afghanistan. And now we know you are going to America. You should not go. See, your age is too old. You should sit and pray. Why you are going? You are lying to us. We know why you are loving Europa or America or non-Muslim countries. You should not go. I was not able to talk to them, not even to see them. So I was thinking if they see my phone, my laptop, my documents, but they didn't come inside to search and to find our things. So I was too scared. Okay, my oh my God, we crossed these difficulties. What we can do now? And so next day, it was around 10 o'clock. Whole night, they were there and we were too scared. So next day, 10 o'clock, they told us, we are letting you to go, but only you should promise us you're, when you're taking off this house, directly you're going to your home. You should not think of going to US or Europe or Europa. You should promise us and next time if we see you here in this city and you are aiming to go to like abroad we are killing you so we all promise okay we are not going of course final warning <laughs> yeah we are not going but we just take off from that house i turn on my phone my friend just called me and said she gave me another hotel address she told you should go to that hotel tonight you are having the flights i was happy oh finally oh, we're getting away to go oh, yeah. yeah from that guest house only me and another girl were with me but our name was in that flights so we went to another hotel they arranged um, buses and uh, we went to airport but unfortunately that night because it got too late the flight also cancelled oh my so god many so many obstacles. bad things is happening yeah, yeah. what will be the next uh, and I didn't tell my parents that night Taliban came to our guest house what difficulties we faced because they also would think a lot like I'm alone there no one is there with me and what will happen if something's wrong happened I'll be alone there so I didn't tell them in that night also my friend told you don't worry it's just because you got late that flight cancelled but tomorrow for sure the flight will be there inshallah so next day when we went to the airport i told okay when the flight gets off i will call my parents so when we went in the airplane i just gave call to my parents and my sister I said now we are in airplane and we are going off but we had flight to Abu Dhabi uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. so I said anywhere is okay we just should take off from there because it's not a safe place for us that also after so much difficulties we had so mentally I completely was done of course of yeah. course, especially having such a difficult night before. Yeah, and, oh. you know, such a night. So finally, the flight happened and we safely arrived to Abu Dhabi. How did you feel once you landed in Abu Dhabi? You know, Were you when relieved we, or we, did you think something would still maybe happen? No, when we just take off from the airport, I just breathed, oh, Thanks God, everything got passed and now successfully we left Afghanistan. When we went in Abu Dhabi also, I said, it's okay, it doesn't matter. Even if I stay here for a year, that doesn't matter. But I have that peaceful mind here that this problem ha- again are not happening. The breath of freedom, you felt there was like a breath of freedom. Yeah, of although once. there w- yeah. Uh, we was in a camp, uh, we was mm-hmm. about to stay there for two weeks or maximum one month in a camp and go to USA. A refugee camp at that yeah, point. Ref- mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a humanitarian city camp okay. in Abu Dhabi. Yeah, around 10 or 12,000 people was there. Mm-hmm. But that also due to some problem, I don't know, it took so much time so after six months, 
Um, oh, okay. A little bit longer. I, I than was 10 there days. for six months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, still people are there. Still yeah. people are there. Yeah. So after six months, there also we had much difficulties. Like in a camp, like we were staying in one room, not allowed to go outside. Well, a lot of the time, even Afghanistan wasn't recognized as being unsafe country, mm-hmm. and that's really not transparent in the refugee process. Mm-hmm. That just for some of our listeners, people say, "Oh, okay, there are people." that are traveling and are illegal refugees and illegal refugees, it's a lot more complicated than that. There are a number of refugees that come and are real refugees that get denied, are not allowed into the country. It's a very difficult situation for a lot of people, and it is important to look at every case individually. And I think it's not always done. It really depends also on geopolitical situation between the different countries. There's a lot of complexity to that. And of course, you need the workers, the man or woman power to be able to process all of these people. So it can be a lot more difficult than yeah. one might may think. Yeah, Heroine. the migration process is not easy. Yeah. In any way, in any cost, no. when we are migrating, when we are moving from one place to other place, believe me, like we are losing our everything. Yeah. Like we lost our everything in Afghanistan. Sure. We lost our 30 years, what we did. We educated there. We worked there. We had our properties. We had our friend, family. But now we lost everything. We started here everything from from zero. Mm-hmm. We don't have education here. We don't have house here. We don't have property here. We don't have family members here. How was that no man's land, let's say, that six months? Were you able to do anything during that time? What was uh, that like? Yeah, in that time also, we just had a little peaceful mind. Like, yeah. we are just safe. Yeah. But we didn't have anything else. Like, we were in one room. We had not allowed even outside. For me, it was like a jail. Yeah. We yeah. just having a safe place. Yeah. We had our mails three times and a safe place. That's it. But you uh, couldn't work there? You, were there any kind of programs uh, or language or any yeah. kind of entertainment? or There was nothing. Just I was busy with my phone or with my laptop yeah. doing something. Yeah. So one day there was some responsible person in each building. So I told our representative, I'm so bored in the room. I can't stay here for all the time. So if there are some work outside, like in the camp, they had a management place. So some things they had. So mm-hmm. I said, even like as a volunteer, I yeah. I can go work because yeah. that's, that's will be better idea. for me. Yeah. So uh, he said, okay, um, after this process becomes some little long because they also had no plan to take people there for a long time. But due yeah. to some problems, I don't know exactly for what, the process become longer. So they opened one um, kindergarten for uh, children there. <laughs> because people were staying there for a long time and there were children. <laughs> yeah, but the I'm children... I'm sure some, there were some births probably even there. Yeah, it mm-hmm. happened. And they needed uh, to have some education yeah. from uh, for children become so much bored in the room. Yeah. We adults can bear somehow, but children cannot. Uh, bear that yeah. uh, so um, uh, I went there and I said um, uh, I, I want to come here uh, like as a volunteer working with you see you're so active <laughs> you're really enriched wherever you are I'm so happy to have met you and of course that you're here for me uh, <laughs> selfishly so but of course um, wherever you're going to be of course it's it's, it's going to be an enrichment for whatever you're doing and, and I just love that energy of wanting to make the world better yeah. and improve things for yourself, of course, but for the world around you, for the communities, mm-hmm. wherever you are, but of course not forgetting, um, <laughs> you know, the women that are that are there in Afghanistan. So thank you so much. And I just want to say, I'm not finishing the interview yet, but thank you so much for telling me, you know, this story. I know it's not that easy. Mm-hmm. I know it's very an emotional thing, but I think it really does paint a picture for people just knowing those individual steps mm-hmm. and it not just being so simple. It just was a harrowing journey coming here, but also the steps in between leading to that for you coming here. You helped also there in the, in the refugee camp with, with the kindergarten 
What was it like then going from, from there to, he, to Germany? So I started working there as a volunteer. I was there uh, for three months. First, only a few girls worked there. But after two months, third months, they said, okay, you are working here with us. And uh, this is a gift like from our side we are giving you. So they gave us some stipend and we used to spend it there for us. But, you know, it was difficult because there also we didn't know what will happen the next because U.S. completely stopped their process. <sighs> All people just got stuck there. And that was another problem for us. Okay, when we are getting off from here because you know when we were there especially like for a girl like me I was thinking my life is getting waste because yeah. I don't have any aim here even I stay here for six months one year uh, shorter period or longer so I cannot do anything from here I cannot do, like learn here some things I cannot do anything here so it means I will lose this period of my life so it was very really difficult for me But thanks God, one day morning when I woke up, I received an email from German government that I have got accepted to Germany. So I was so shocked because I was not aiming to come in Germany. My aim was to US. US. Yeah. yeah. Some of my friends mm. or colleagues, they were from US, like who helped me. A friend was from US. He was working in Afghanistan. We got introduced there. And another lady was from Netherlands. She was, in that time, she was here in Europe, they both was helping us. So the one who was in America, he said, okay, when you come there, we will talk together. He uh, received my CV also. I was preparing mm. to go in USA to start my new career or new education there to build my new life there in America. I was not even thinking to come in Germany. Right. <laughs> totally yeah. under the radar. Yeah, yeah. it was different sure. completely. So in the same time, when I was there, like apart from my problems or what like uncertain future another problem in Afghanistan was there also like my parents was in Afghanistan the whole yeah. family was in Iran mm -hmm. the whole was in Afghanistan uh, like another brother was in India he got stuck there because he was studying just two months before the collapse of Afghanistan he finished his master but when Afghanistan collapsed there was no flight to come he stuck there without any financial support I used to support him when I came from India I said okay you do your master I will work and support you when you come back. So I will do my further education so you can support me. Sounds like a great system. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, you know, he stuck there. My father was in Afghanistan. <laughs> You're in a refugee camp. <laughs> it changed all the plans. It changed mm. completely all the plans. So my father with my small sister was in Afghanistan. My mom with my other sister was Iran. You know, the financial problem from other side. So much tension we had. And I was the one who was supporting my whole family. The whole tension yeah. was on me. So system. I was thinking when I'm going to US, I should start working there. Yeah. I should earn. I should, yeah. should support my family in these countries. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not easy. Yeah. We already lost everything. Like I lost my saving money in banks in Afghanistan. I don't have even access. Can't even access now. that. Ugh. So one morning I woke up, I received email from German government. I received the acceptance here. I was so shocked. I was not even thinking about Germany. I didn't apply also. So how? I just yeah. sent a screenshot to my friend and said, I received this. Is this uh, some spam? Something's wrong? Or um, it's true? So she just smiled and said, yeah, because when we were in Kabul in that time, She requested too many countries, Australia, Hispania, German. She sent our documents like as an activist. It makes sense. Makes yeah. sense, yeah. Uh, which countries accepting It's us? A good friend. Go. You should keep that friend. <laughs> yeah. I'm really thankful of my best friend. You can mention her if, if you want to. I don't know if you want to, but... Can also mention her. <laughs> yeah, my friend name is Sarah. She's from Netherlands. I'm really thankful of her. Another one is in America, so I don't want to mention his name. Okay, but I'm. But really, you know who you are. I'm really thankful of yes. these two. Yeah, especially these two because they helped me. Thanks God, I had them from before, but I never seen them even in Afghanistan. I we just were in contact with phone, so that my friend in America so. 
he said, okay, I will come there. So we meet each other. We celebrated. But so this is chance I came here. Okay, so that my friend when said, I, I was so happy. Oh my God. I really feeling God with myself because it's something unexpected. Yeah. So yeah. sometimes this That's is karma. This is that, yeah, sometimes, this is karma. you know, you give, you help others. And then sometimes in your moment of need, Yeah, it happens. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so when I replied the email, they sent me the details and said, where are you? So we have to process your visa or these things. So I just requested them because of bad situation in Afghanistan. My parents also, who are my dependents, I want to request for them also to get acceptance in my case. Yeah. When I requested for my parents or my uh, siblings, uh, sister and brother, the two sister and brother. Uh, so uh, like soon I got acceptance acceptance of my father also great after one and two months received my mom sister and brother acceptance also Excellent. that was actually very good things for us so my father from iran um, came to germany first uh, so a bit process was longer for me because first i requested for my parents uh, till they got acceptance i couldn't come if i could come here i was not able to get their acceptance so uh, okay yeah i was oh. waiting there in camp so when they got their acceptance so i came here you're such a good daughter <laughs> <laughs> so i decided to come here because uh, you know i said like if i go to us and I, uh, my parents come here uh, it will be difficult for them also they need me to be here with them So I just changed my plans because of my parents and I came here to be with them. Uh, so uh, I, uh, fortunately, I joined here with my parents and sister. But, uh, you know, unfortunately, we don't know the reason. But uh, for my brother who was staying in India, yeah. his visa got rejected. Oh. That was very bad because still my brother is in a very bad situation. You know, yeah. like what happened in Afghanistan is affected to all of us. From We are getting bad image from that time. My brother uh, now, he's staying there with uncertain future. It's difficult for him to come back in Afghanistan. His visa also got rejected because just he's in a safe country in India, but he was a student there. He had a student visa. Uh, once he has, uh, like his visa get rejected, where yeah. he should go next? Yeah, especially with with his family, right? Yeah, so because the family is known. The, with the background he's having exactly. in, in India, you know, and also like family already left, came to Germany. And in my province, everyone knew, like my father sure. also was a government employee there. My mom also was a activist there. Also, um, enjoy, uh, in NGO was working. I was uh, like a well-known um, uh, person in Nimrud. So now everyone knows, like we left, And uh, we left uh, that city and came to Germany. This is another problem for my brother. He cannot come back to Afghanistan. Another brother who was there, he was married, but he left that city and went to Iran. In Iran also, they don't have a good situation because, you know, situation of Iran is also not good. Right. Yeah. Right, right. It's, it's difficult. Very difficult. They don't get job opportunity there. They cannot earn there. It's very difficult for them. And for me also, it's difficult to earn here. I'm still learning the language. So it's right. You're still new. Me. Still new here. Yeah. It'll yeah. take a few years. It'll take a few years, and then you can get eventually German citizenship. Yeah. And it'll, it's a process. And then, and then if your parents get German citizenship, then they can. Bring him. But that's years, uh, so, you know. Yeah, my parents all the time thinking for my brother who is in India because he's young also. He How has old is a, he now? Now he's 25. Mm -hmm. <laughs> But for us, because uh, yeah. uh, because he was a student and he never worked. So it's very difficult for him. He don't know what to do next, where mm -hmm. he should go. Yeah. And uh, the German uh, from Germany, his visa got rejected. Many yeah. students are stuck there. They're not able to work there or they're yeah. not giving job for students also. Mm -hmm. So that is another problem. My parents also thinking uh, more about him. Uh, Sometimes they even say if my son uh, can't come here, so we have to go back there in all this bad situation. Uh, because if he goes back in Nimrod, uh, it will be at high risk. Because right. we are a background family also, like who mm -hmm. uh, was against Taliban, like my yeah, uncles, and they got in, uh, seven member of family. One day got died in one bomb blast of Taliban. 
So still like my two uncle were uh, were the pilots in uh, Afghanistan uh, the army pilot the so it's uh, like from back family background if we come like all they used to work with uh, government of Afghanistan and uh, this is also another problem there yeah But if your tanks could come here, we could get the chance to come here. So the majority of your family or your closest yeah. family is, is here now. At yeah. least you're here now. And then taking <laughs> the next steps, right? Yeah, we can. And I hope I be able to use this opportunity to enhance my knowledge here, to gain more knowledge, experience here. Because, you know, now the situation in Afghanistan is terrible. We cannot even imagine what's going on in Afghanistan for women. The all school and universities are closed for women. Right. The situation has gotten worse over yeah, the, since you've come in Afghanistan. So I'm sure it was the right decision to make, to, mm -hmm. to move and move quickly to get out of there. Let's focus for now then back to the situation now for the women in Afghanistan and what's going on. What have been some of the restrictions of women? So you, you said before, okay, for you in particular, of course, You weren't able to work. The situation for you was incredibly dangerous. You were known, you know, the government obviously um, was dissolved and the Taliban took over. So that meant that all the government employees and there's restrictions, particularly on mm -hmm. women. What do those restrictions look like? You know, all women in Afghanistan are in a jail. They don't have human rights there. They are not allowed to go to a school. The door of a school universities are closed for women and girls. When you were in Afghanistan, there was kindergarten, primary school, then high school, yeah, high school university. and university. Mm -hmm. What restrictions are there? Is it like on all levels or just it, it at was a certain before, age? Yeah, before uh, like uh, they just closed the high schools, but universities schools. were not closed okay. because they let who were in university, they should finish their university. Okay. Only high school was closed before that. Mm -hmm. uh, and primary school was open. But now since like these two weeks, they closed two the, weeks. Yeah, they closed the, they closed the, all universities also. Uh, Like, um, I have contact with my son friend in Afghanistan. They, yeah. they were crying so much. Yeah, like, one of friends was telling, this was my last semester. Only, like, three uh, exams was left. He, she was studying medical. So she oh, said, like, everything is useful. spoiled. So if I yeah. don't have it, if I don't finish it, it means it's zero. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Medicine, studying you know, medicine and only a few weeks left. We have seen videos that final exam in university in that they announced and they said girls are not allowed to come to university. They just closed and they didn't let the girls to enter the exam hall. So they were crying so badly. This is very bad. They you literally know? just control the door yeah. at that time and said, okay, you look like a man. You're allowed in. Or you have a man's name, you're allowed in. You have a woman's name, you're not yeah. allowed in. And now they close everything, everywhere. Yeah. When mm. the universities, they closed. And what they do is students. They told all the NGOs to close the door for women. Like my friend, my, they mm -hmm. said, like, this is since two weeks. They said, we all are staying at home. And they said, uh, you should wait until their next decision. They will let you come or no. What I'd seen in the media was that that the women at the NGOs weren't wearing the hijab. And that's the reason why the Taliban said, this you're is, not going to be able to work there anymore. But this is a nonsense It's, talk. Because yeah, in course. Afghanistan, even in uh, previous government, when that was republic, like it, it was freedom. No one used to go to office or to university without like a scarf or without Everybody shawl. does. Everybody does. Everybody does. Okay, in, everyone wears the hijab. In previous government... Yeah, we didn't cover our face, use yeah. long scarf, but mm -hmm. we used to cover our head. Yeah. No one used to go outside without a scarf or without mm -hmm. shawl. Okay. So that was just the cultural norm that people yeah, would wear because, a hijab. Because that's the normally. culture for yeah, us. Sure. Yeah, because, yeah, it's Islamic country from before yeah. also it was Islamic country. Yeah. So everyone used to wear that. Now also wearing, now even like uh, from long time, they, uh, they, they are not allowing women to go with like colorful dress. They should wear dark or black a scarf, black dress or okay, long dress. Okay, so here's another restriction. No, you're not allowed yeah, to wear color? <laughs> they did that, but they just uh, said like uh, two days before one of 
the authorities in Taliban said the half population of Afghanistan is a man, the half is women. So when this half population men do education and work, that is enough for another uh, half population. This means the woman doesn't need to uh, go to a school, university or go to work. But uh, I don't know what uh, mind they have. What about those family? Um, uh, they don't have main members during the... Uh, sure, what if you're alone as a woman? What, what about those right? women who are the breadwinner, who are what the head of household? Dies? Yeah, <laughs> in this war, in this during this war, Taliban killed many people. From our own family, yeah, we lost yeah. seven members of Ooh. family in one day. There, uh, like it's uh, like this is uh, millions of people happened in Afghanistan. So what they do, they should do. You know, they said like women should stay at home. They should get married with Taliban. So they will provide food for them. They don't even know. We don't need only food. The food is not everything for us. Freedom. The yeah. freedom. Even what Islam said. Islam didn't say to take women in jail. It's like we have our own freedom. Every day they are putting new bad roles only for women. They're just focusing on women. They don't think of the economy. They don't think of other things. They just think of how to remove women from society. Now they completely removed women from society. I'm having contact with many family there. They're crying. Now that there's restriction on what what colors that women wear. Mm-hmm. Um Okay, sure, women have to wear the hijab. Mm-hmm. They're not allowed to go to school. They're not allowed to work. Work, yeah. That's quite a lot. So that means, right, without having the, any kind of economic authority, it's very difficult. What about opening bank accounts? Theoretically, if you had savings before, mm-hmm. you would be able to use that, right? Yeah, but now we are not able to use that. When Afghanistan collapsed, the bank system also failed. Many central bank got frozen. Yeah. People are just having permission to take $200 per week. Before mm-hmm. that was, but now I think it's more bad. So we don't have access to our bank account. People who had saving also cannot have access to their bank accounts because they can't take it weekly or monthly. Only 200 they yeah, can take. That yeah. is not even enough. What about other laws restricting women? For women restriction, apart from this education or work, uh, one time they said women, should, when they're going outside for shopping or to the park, they should be with their main family members. But now, even with men, they're not allowed to buy SIM cards for them. They're not allowed to go to outside. In media also, they're banned for women. Many other restrictions, like nonsense restriction for women it's like completely they should stay at home they should stay in a jail well it seems to have happened really quite quickly but step by step as well originally it was more restricting the movement of women that they had to to have a chaperone and now women aren't even allowed to go into the streets or go into cafes no. That's incredible. Yeah, we can't uh, we can't even think like apart from this, they have field court also. You may see in media they they beated women on the street. They beated mm. women, and thousands of yeah. men were standing there and watching how they're beating a woman. Public beatings. This is yeah, uh, really the, primitive. And yeah. that is also when they're talking about the law, when they're talking about the Islam, uh, they sh- women, uh, they're not allowing women for anything. But how you are beating a woman in front of thousands of men? Yeah, that's a good question. Where's the solidarity among men towards their fellow humans? Yeah, that's the question. I mean, I, I guess yeah. that they're also probably frightened. Some, I mm-hmm. would assume, as well. But yeah, that's maybe a lack of education there. I'm yeah, not, that's yeah, exactly. And, you know, because of bad situation and also bad economic situation, many families are selling their children. They are selling yeah. their daughters in a young age, like uh, 10 years, 12 years uh, to an uh, old man to get married with that man just because to earn some money. You know, the child marriage has increased in Afghanistan. Selling the children, small children like babies to another family, that also increased. You know, society women has increased because some women cannot bear that. So they prefer to suicide to get off from this world. So much decay in the society. And what is so difficult is that it's actually a quite a, a rich society that's actually quite advanced in many yeah. ways. And it's just been taken down to such, such a low a low level of 
all these human rights injustices. We see that in other countries as well, when people's rights are restricted, when there is really so much economic peril that who gets hurt? It's, it is often children, it is, is often women that bear the brunt the most and creating that climate and mm-hmm. that whole structure for allowing that, that's going to be a result, unfortunately, is the selling of child sure. brides just so that people can feed themselves. And because it's going to be more and more accepted in a, such a patriarchal mm-hmm. society. Wow, it's so much to take in. Mm-hmm. What do you think that we can do to help Afghanistan, to help the women that are there, to help that society. I'm sure within that society, there are still also men and other people that have more liberal ideas Mm -hmm. and really do see the value in human rights. What do you think it is that we can can do? With this situation, uh, what's going in Afghanistan? First, from myself, I think what I can do or what I should do, I should use this opportunity and increase my knowledge here because women in Afghanistan now they don't have access to anything. But in this part of the world, we have other girls who came outside. We are having this ability to use this opportunity and increase our knowledge, our ability to be able to help the woman in Afghanistan or future. We hope the Taliban will not remain forever there in Afghanistan. So we need to have empower women to help women in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. And part of that is first telling your story. Yeah. And also taking advantages of the rights that we have here. Yeah. That other women don't have there. Yeah. So yeah. that's also, thank you very much also for this interview. Men aren't allowed to show their presence in the media there. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a really great first step as a role model. Yeah. Thank for you others. so much. So another thing uh, we want from the organization who are like helping women from United Nations, from the government of Germany or United Nations, European Union, if they can pressurize more on Taliban to take off these nonsense rules on women, to let our women in Afghanistan to have access to their rights, to rights as a human right, not a woman as a human. Right. Mm. That is what we want from them a call to people worldwide to keep talking about the issues that are going Mm -hmm. on in Afghanistan, in Iran, in other countries, and to keep it as a topic of conversation, to put pressure on our local governments, on our national governments, Mm -hmm. to keep these topics relevant and in the negotiations that are going to go on on that geopolitical level. Yeah, you know, because we are sure when Taliban are not having any supporters, they cannot do these things. For sure, now they are having some supporters. How they are getting financed there? How they came in Afghanistan? They couldn't come in Afghanistan by fighting. This means like they gave Afghanistan in their hand, but they should do some things to change this. Yeah, and I think that this is one of the things that has really come in my mind at least, and and maybe in many others, to light, is that the Afghanistan situation has been seen as a huge miscalculation and misstep on on the part of the American government Mm -hmm. because they came in and created a, a new government and supported new structures. And the thought was that it would be more sustainable. Mm -hmm. And that means that there's a communication problem from the people who are living in Afghanistan Mm -hmm. and let's say the American government, right? There was a structure that was maybe imposed Mm -hmm. and it didn't come from the bottom up because by them leaving, there was a vortex, Mm -hmm. which allowed the Taliban to come in. So they had to have supporters, of course. They had to have supporters or else it wouldn't have been able to have happened. And so that's the question. How is it that we can help the Afghan people to get more stability? They Mm -hmm. need stability. They need to have more economic security and to form for themselves 
a way of、mm-hmm. organizing, which is going to include human rights for all. Yeah, this is the challenge. And so, how is this going to ha- come about? Well, it's going to come about through the minds of the people,、mm-hmm. through education, and through dialogue. Right. So,、yeah. so it needs to be something that, in in my mind. That is a topic of conversation on all levels, really,、mm-hmm. for it to, to、yeah. have the change that needs to When be. When the world wants, they can do. They can pressure us on Taliban.、Uh, to be honest, no one in Afghanistan wants Taliban. We hope soon they will get off from our country and our country will be free. Why do you think that the Taliban had such a stronghold? How do you think that they managed to get power when they returned? Before that, they had with U.S. Doha contract. They had contract. They had talk. Peace talk were going for so many years in Doha、yeah. between Taliban and America,、mm-hmm. but that was a deal only because Taliban they don't have that power to get the control of one country. By one deal, they came, and we hope soon they will go also. They cannot control a country. See, for this one and a half years, so much、uh, nonsense rules they put. In country or or more for women, they are taking the country or the people in、uh, past. Yeah, absolutely. It's not like we are not developing. We are going back. It will not remain forever. I don't think so. Afghanistan is not doing well. Also economically, like it's not doing well. So the people are suffering. Even men are suffering. The men are also suffering. Yeah, it's not easy. See, in one family, one man was working two, three girls also. Like the wife and daughters were working to have a better daily life. But now the wife, daughters are not working. They're not going outside. Only one man. One man cannot afford. Everything is expensive now, so they cannot afford also. So that's why they're selling their daughters. So、if you only have the man that's earning money,、mm-hmm. and the economic situation outside is also more difficult, difficult、yeah. and then you have more dependents, it makes a situation where, unfortunately, the men do not feel like men.、Mm-hmm. It's not always correct, yeah. yeah. But a lot of men identify themselves、mm-hmm. with their work. Naturally, of course, a lot of women identify themselves、mm-hmm. with their what their work is as well. They shouldn't only identify yourself by your work, but a lot of men identify themselves、mm-hmm. with their work, and as providing for their family. And now, if you have a situation where you go out and you cannot provide for your family, and you have all this family, yeah, you come home and you have a lot of frustration,、mm-hmm. and you take it out on your、yeah. on the family. So you're going to have even more abuse, yeah, at home. Home abuse also increases. It's going to increase, and of course. Other things like many men also got jobless because many because of new rule of Taliban, like women should not go to work. Like many NGOs also stopped working, even men or women. So many of them are thinking. To take their other project to other countries, so this is a loss for everyone, for men and women.、Yeah. The country's economic situation is getting worse day by day. So, but people need to wake up somehow, come together. Part of that solution is going to be it has to come from abroad, from、mm-hmm. those that have the freedoms, you、yeah. know. And 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 part of that's us.、Mm-hmm. Part of that's diaspora. Yeah, exactly. We will put a bunch of links up.、Mm-hmm. Also, people that want to sign various petitions、mm-hmm. regarding the Afghanistan situation and supporting human rights. So that will be、mm-hmm. also up in there. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for talking for to me today. What are some of your hopes for for the future? Some of your hopes, maybe in your own life, but also, of course, for Afghanistan. My、uh, hope or dreams are this: like、uh, in future, I'll be a, a good and honest leader in Afghanistan. Because you know, we don't have good leaders in Afghanistan. That's why our Afghanistan collapsed. If we had honest. Leaders that would not happen in Afghanistan, so this is a bad experience. I can tell bad experience for us. So I hope one day I'll be a good and honest leader in Afghanistan, and to be able to help my Afghan women because I know they're really suffering. Let's say the situation changes. You're back in Afghanistan,、um, and if you picture、um, the situation. Tomorrow, let's say, what would women's life be like? <laughs> Just picture it. What would it be like? 
Okay. Taliban's gone. Now you're you now there are new rules in place. What would that be like? If Taliban guns, everything will be like before. The life like before we had in Afghanistan, the freedom we had there. So we have our freedom, we can we can continue our education, work, have a like normal life, like as other people in other side of the world, we can have it in Afghanistan also. And we hope that they will come. They will be able to have a normal life as a human who are having in other parts of the world. Thank you so much for coming by today. It was really a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much for giving me this opportunity to raise my voice, to tell something about a woman's situation in Afghanistan. Yeah, thank you so much. It's a pleasure. Thank you. That ends our program with Hazina Azizi, women's rights activist, talking today about the situation of women in Afghanistan, as well as her own experiences and future plans. If you would like to find out more information about our programming, please look to the show notes and follow the links. Also there you can find other resources. This is Angeline Fisher signing off for English Breakfast, wishing you the very best wherever you may be in the world. Until the next time.